You're listening to Well Connected with Ricky and Fletch, where you'll hear from business professionals all over the country who have found their success through networking. Join us as we explore the path to success and what it takes to overcome adversity together. Hey there, folks. Get ready for another exciting episode of Well Connected with Ricky and Fletch. We're excited to have Adam on the pod today. Adam's founder and CEO of Rate Tracker, a software and payment processing company serving businesses all across the United States. Adam has simply got it when it comes to networking. He's here to share some of his secrets, whether you're a seasoned pro or just starting to build your network. I know Adam has some fantastic tips for you and insights as well to help connect you and others effectively. So let's grow on Well Connected with Ricky and Fletch. What's up, man? Thanks for joining us today. Hey, thanks for having me, guys. I'm excited for this. Yeah, yeah. man, this is going to be fun. So hey. I'm, I'm super stoked um, to have you. I've known you for a while you know, through actually a networking group and whatnot, but, uh, and you're, uh, you know, a great, you've been a great client as well. And so it's kind of cool um, to have you on um, after seeing some of your success over the last couple of years. So, so yeah, so let's, uh, let's kind of break the ice here. Let's start this show off right, uh, as we always do. And um, I'm going to start with, a. we have, both have a question for you. If you could go back in time and uh, forget everything, you know, and come out as an athlete, which I actually know you were an athlete, but you had to be an Olympic athlete. What would be your sport? Dude, uh, I would say long distance running, I think. Wow. Uh, yeah, I love to run. I'm good at it. And it's for me, running is my church. You know, I, I like to throw on some headphones, music, podcasts, whatever, and just run for an hour or two and kind of feel that release. You know, it's it's big for me because... You know, I have my wife, we have three kids and uh, I own a few companies and we're doing a lot of stuff. So it's nice to be able to just hop on a treadmill and, and run. And I was gifted with long legs and uh, some speed. So that's that's probably what I would do. Football is not an Olympic sport. And I played <laughs> football growing up. I actually used to be a lot faster as a sprinter. I mean, I can still run fast, but now, you know, I don't lift and stretch and train for a 40 yard dash anymore. So I, I like to just run long distance. Good for you, man. That's a, that's a skill in and of itself is being able to push yourself that long. I mean, I could do a couple, two, couple, two, three miles, but much beyond <laughs> that. And I'm a, I'm a, I'm a bigger dude. I'm not, I'm, I don't know if I'm intended for that kind of stuff, but I bet those awesome. two, three miles aren't very fast either. No, no, they're not. They're a little <laughs> bit plodding. Dude, there's like, there's so many lessons and like, you know, similarities between running long distance and then like success in life and business. And there's been many times where, you know, I'm running and I like have a goal set, like, all right, I'm going to do eight miles. Right. And if, if I, you know, mile six comes around and I'm tired, like a lot of times you just have to change, you know, your environment, meaning like put on some new music or turn it off and just think. And then just like, I always think about the times that I did quit or stopped early or half-assed my way to the finish line. Like it was, I regretted that. So like the pain of the regret was worse than the pain while I was running or when I was tired. Um, and so it's allowed me just to focus on, you know, the task at hand and just get it done. No excuses. Good for you. I, that's I a strong that. men mental aspect and yeah. insight. That's huge. That's great. Sounds like, sounds like that's what got you to be a multiple business owner. Yeah. I mean, it's same concept, right? Like anything like Sean, you say, you, you know, you're not built for running, but like if you started running every day or, you know, got on a regiment, 
in like six weeks, you'd be like, dude, I'm a runner, you know, same concept with owning a business or running a business or whatever sales. It can be whatever you do. None of us like start with the experience, you know, so you join that or you, you create something like we built, you know, my company um, from scratch and you just learn lessons along the way. And if you have that, like, don't quit mentality, then you don't have to worry about challenges thrown at you because you know, you'll get through it. Heck yeah. Nice. It's awesome. Yeah. yeah. That's awesome. Okay, man. Well, my the icebreaker I always ask everybody that I'm curious to know is what is the most recent app that you've downloaded on your phone? It would be the Chevy app for cars. Uh, my wife, well, yeah, we just bought a car and it's so badass what you can do with these like OnStar and my Chevy app, I think it's called. Let me look it up here. Um, and you can like, yeah, my Chevrolet, you can, you can unlock the car, you can start it. And it's all through like the 5g network. That car has Wi-Fi too. It's a brand new Chevy. (laughs) (laughs) Awesome. And, um, yeah, so that's the last app I've ever down or I've downloaded. So that's cool. That's cool. I I like to turn into like the Lincoln lawyer. (laughs) Yeah. (laughs) Without with a Chevy. Well, yeah, yeah, but, you know, it's a Chevy lawyer. I don't know. I I like that question because, you know, it kind of just shows where you are at the moment in life for people to kind of get to know you. That's fun. Awesome. Congrats on the new car. Thanks, bro. It's funny because I'm looking at my apps here. The second one, I, the last one I downloaded before that was the RunKeeper app. Uh, You can, like, track your runs. And (laughs) so that's kind of cool. It goes along with what we said. I have two of those. So I use RunKeeper. And, well, I used to, I haven't, I'm getting back. That's a long story. I used to be a big cyclist and I would use RunKeeper to track my rides and my miles and all that. And I'm, just now, I'm just now getting back into cycling and we can talk about that story offline, but. Yeah, dude, that's cool. It's like those apps are so great because it's one thing to say like, all right, cool. I'm going to go run or work out or cycle or whatever. And if, you know, the old adage, you know, what, what gets measured gets improved. You know, so if you know, like your times and your paces and you're trying to achieve a quicker time or get in better shape, like you can look at data instead of saying like, oh, I think I ran pretty far today, you know, like, but you know, your pace, like it's amazing what these apps can do. Um, Oh, well, and it's just on that topic. It's perfect because I have ADHD. And so what motivates me are challenges and being competitive and beating the last time or going that extra mile. Right. So I could always see. I had this 17 mile loop around the city that I would do almost every day after work. And if I could do that in an hour or less was my goal. And then I'd have, and then you can break it down into sections. And it's like, oh man, this uphill section always gets me. I'm gonna, if I can knock this out and be at this time interval, because you can program it in your headphone, you can do it like every five minutes, 10 minutes, whatever, to give you your pace and how long you are. I always started to know like if I was ahead or behind what the pace I was trying to be. And it would get me like you're talking about, it would push me to do that extra mile or get that extra gear going up the hills. And I love it, dude. It's great. Yeah, dude, that's, that's awesome. And I think like, uh, so I think I disabled that on the app. Cause I, what I do is I keep it out when I run so I can like look at it and be like, all right, I'm going yeah. right, to pick it up or whatever, you know, it's, it's cool. Cause you can use that as like your, your, I guess your basis for where right. you're, where you want to go. That's awesome. Yeah, I can't hold it with the handlebars, but yeah, I was gonna uh, say, don't do that on a bike. <laughs> <laughs> <Not safe. laughs> uh, 
And funny enough, that kind of actually transitions us a little bit uh, pretty appropriately because, you know, the next section, as always, is kind of having our our guests tell tell us kind of a little bit about them and their business and that kind of thing. And and I know you have an app. So, um, you know, tell us a little bit about you, you know, where you come from, your business, who you help, all those kinds of good things, man. Cool. Yeah. So we um, I'm from Cleveland, Ohio. Uh, my wife and I were both born and raised here. Uh, we grew up in the same town, actually. In fact, we're high school sweethearts uh, with a six year gap in between when we first dated and to when we got back together. She dumped me when I went to college and then um, I learned how to follow up and uh, never, <laughs> ever, never let her go. We both dated other people. Um, and, uh, you know, everything worked out. Uh, we got back together, dude, like seven years ago. That's crazy to think about. Um, it was like the fall of 2016. So, um, pretty cool. And, um, we actually have, so we have three kids, uh, four years old, two years old and nine months. And so we we're just in the trenches right now with the little ones. And, um, we, We've been tested in a lot of different ways there because it's a lot, you know, anyone listening to this that has little kids, like, you know, everyone's, it's funny because people say it's so, so hard to go from one kid to two kid. And I'm like, no, that's bullshit. Going from two to three is like, you got to lose your mind in order to, to do that and really just like focus on the day to day and just get it, get, get those kids raised. And we're, we're, uh, she's a full-time homemaker. And I run a couple businesses. I run, I own a software company called Rate Tracker. And um, it is an app. It's a web app that is designed to help businesses keep track of their credit card fees every month. So when they get a rate increase, they find out immediately instead of like months or years down the line. And it helps them keep track of their expenses. And then we also have a payment processing company called Rate Tracker Payments. That is like we we sign clients up for payment processing services, um, anything from e-commerce to brick and mortar. We do ACH, we do uh, regular credit card processing, and all that good stuff. We just turned two years old yesterday. I had um, I started in the industry almost a decade ago. I sold for a company for five years and. I joined the networking group that we met in, Sean, and I learned how to generate my own leads like on a high level and, and leverage social media and, and networked with a lot of people in there. And um, there's been no shortage of business. It was like six months into that, I realized that uh, like, dude, I could do this myself and I could do this better than this multi-billion dollar company that I was selling for. I wasn't happy with how their product offerings changed and how they treated their customers, my customers after they got acquired. So I, br I broke off and started my own payments company with two partners. Back in 2019, we had our first daughter, our first baby on the way. And uh, it was a cool leap of faith that um, overall, I would say that, that that partnership, that it didn't work out. We parted ways um, two years ago. Um, so we were like two and a half years working together. And then um, everything's all good there. We, you know, we just went our separate ways. And then uh, we rebuilt from scratch and, and now we're a multiple seven figure business employing 11 people. And we have about hundred 1099 contractors that we work with. So it's very exciting. We finally like hit our stride and we have solid recurring revenue that we can build off of and plan is to double again next year. So feels good. That's awesome. And I mean, that's like, 
you know, you just kind of painted like the, the all American dream right there, man. I think that's a, uh, you know, marry your, your high school sweetheart, grow yeah. up, have some kids, all of a sudden have some have amazing success. Obviously there's a lot of hard work in there and uh, you're off to the races, man. So good for you. You know, it's funny. You mentioned that, like you're absolutely true. You're absolutely right. And I believe I'm a huge supporter of the American dream. Like we empower small businesses with, with what we do. Um, we help them with all their technology needs and payment processing, all that stuff. And um, like, I genuinely love America and what it, the opportunities that it presents. And I think that, um, you know, that's a great way to put it. Uh, I never even thought of it like that. I kind of just been doing my thing. And like my wife and I are very similar. Um, she runs the home, like how I run my business. And um, we're both like obsessed with it. And we still make time for each other. We do date night every Tuesday. And it's definitely, like you said, success. Like, dude, a lot of people think that success is like this pretty thing and, you know, it's easy and it's it's not. It's really fucking hard and it's ugly. You know, I mean, every day there's new challenges, but like that is, I guess, what success attracts is more challenges and growth opportunity. And um, it just feels good, you know, like I'm not who I was two years ago and I know I'm not going to be who I am now two years from now. So, well, yeah. I mean, you know, what I'm hearing is a guy who's not afraid of a challenge, you know, all your running and pushing yourself through your running. And I mean, I'm sure there's people here that understand the difficulty that you life was starting a business and having young children all at the same time. That is having young children by itself is hard. Starting a young business is hard and doing those two things at the same time. I mean, Good on you, man. Good. You. That's awesome. Thank you. Yeah. It's uh with the last five years, like my hair went from brown to gray. Uh, <laughs> still have it, which is great. <laughs> but uh, you know, I'm a I'm a regular just for men user and I'm not uh proud to I'm not ashamed of saying that. So not too proud to say that, yeah. <laughs> yeah, yeah. It's dude, like like uh it's funny because like I used some this morning and it was a fresh container or whatever you want, shampoo bottle of it. And not only did my wife buy it from the store, she opened it and put it in the shower for me. We're exactly where I grew up. Little hints to loved ones. Yeah. Dude, she cares, you know? So uh, <laughs> and, and, and it's great. funny, like I, I say that as a joke, but it's it's I mean, I've been through hell, dude. Like financial turbulence and like when I split from my first company, right? Like we were very broke. Um, like it's negative in some cases, like if you, how you depends on how you look at it. And, um, I think like through that bullshit, it made me stronger, tougher, um, a little bit meaner, but in a good way, like where I won't put up with bullshit anymore. I like know how to just cut it out and eliminate it because before that I wasn't able to say no. And I finally realized like, dude, I'm just like, this is not a good situation. And so like, in that, in all those experiences, it's made me better. Um, and then like, sometimes you forget to like, think about it and measure it back from like measure backwards. Have you guys read the book, the gain and the gap or the gap and the gain? No, no. It's a book that like, so that the authors, it's a great book. I think I've read it like three times and they, they talk about like how so many people in life and in entrepreneurs, especially like we are really fucking hard on ourselves. We, we measure ourselves against ideals and goals and it's hard, you know, it's really hard for us to appreciate 
our success because we're always thinking about like that next milestone, that next dollar figure, whatever. And like, I kind of had like a moment of clarity, like realization this morning. I was just sitting here thinking about like what I want to do today and all that stuff. And I was like, you know, I'm going to start thinking about the last two years. You know, um, we went from zero to a uh, little, we'll finish this year around like 2.2 million in recurring revenue. And um, that's our business. Like payment processing is monthly recurring revenue. And every month we keep growing it. And dude, like I, I'm sitting here like, holy shit, I can't believe this. Like we just moved into our new office. We've got tons of momentum and it's like, it's so worth it. All the pain and the bullshit and the sacrifices that we went through, like it's worth it. And, and here, here and now it's like the greatest thing ever, but going through those challenges, you know, there was a lot of times where I questioned like everything about my life. Did I, am I doing this right? Like, where did I fuck up? Like, why is this happening? And the only thing that you can do is just keep moving forward and like, keep trying different things and figure out what works. And, um, I feel like long, the long distance pun intended component of it is what really matters. You know, we always have ups and downs as business owners and entrepreneurs and sales reps and all the, you know, different things. And it, it's what matters is the long game. Heck yeah. I, Heck yeah. I love it. You know, my favorite thing on a, on a quick side note, and I don't want to get too off track is our book recommendations that we get from our guests in this show. And I just typed in the gap and the gain to Amazon. And you know how Amazon shows you other books that you would like based on the gap in the gain, for example, two books, 10x is easier than 2x. Richard Sweet, a past guest, highly recommended that in an episode. And Be Your Future Self Now, Connie Vera in a previous episode, piped that book in our episode. And I just made that connection. And I think it is so cool that all the stories that we hear and people's networking and business journeys, look at this, these guys don't even know who each other are and they're all recommending the same types of reading. I just wanted to point that out because I That's thought sweet. that was so cool. I, yeah, I mean, it's it's like, uh, what do they say? Success leaves clues, right? So there's, it's not, I'm not surprised at all. You know, Amazon is, it's really cool though. Like Amazon is obviously, they're so smart and they know the people that, the ones that are trying to like grow their business are probably also struggling with like that, you know, that like shiny object syndrome or like the, they, they call it the gap, right? Like, oh, we did, you know, 2.2 million this year, but it, fuck man, why wasn't it three and a half? You know, like that's like, that is trap thinking, dude. And that's, it sabotages you as a person when you think like that, because you, you totally berate all the success you have and you're just like beating yourself down subconsciously. It's fucked up. We all do it though. We all it do. Is. No, we all do. And the oh. world is set up to push us in that direction. It seems like these days, like all the distractions can... make us yeah. look to want to compare to others. And when really we got to pay attention to what we're doing and and keep grinding on what we're, our goals are. I mean, I see that within our, our different networking groups, right? It's like, <clears throat> there's so many new people that come in and, you know, flat, flash and, you know, exciting and all these cool things. But I'll tell you what, there are some really successful people in some in, in our networking groups, but the people who've been around for three, four, five years who have succeeded and still are there and that kind of thing, it's those are the ones to, to pay attention to, not so much the ones that when are, are six months in and are like, you know, I've got a Lambo, I've got a, you know, I've got all the fancy things. It's like, come on, man. Like, really? Like, no yeah. one cares. Like, let's, let's, 
let's be excited for each other and let's, you know, see, really show up. Right. Well, let's, and, let's just, let's just like tap in on that. Like a lot of people, you know, they might have the Lambo cause they, they need to attract more people. And like, it's really cool to know, like I could buy a fucking Lambo if I wanted to, right. And I could buy three of them, but I'd rather invest in my business and my, we're buying our first piece of real estate as a rental, my wife and I. Um, and like, I even told her, I was like, I want a black Lamborghini Huracan. Like I've just had that in my, on my, you know, when my vision board, we we're going to call it for the longest time. And she's like, how about we buy a rental property first? I'm like, okay. And I was like, I thought about that. Like she's very conservative with money and I, I have always been able to make money and I love to spend it too, you know? And it would just be like, it, I'm not even trying to sit here and be like, Oh, it'd be bad financial. It's like, we got three kids. It's shitty six months of the year here. Like, why, why do that? You know, yeah. there's, it, and I'm not saying anything negative about people that own Lamborghinis. Cause you know, if you have one, it's, it's amazing, right? They're beautiful vehicles or, you know, you talk about like fancy luxury cars, like, Hey, that's, I'm going to do that someday. But right now I'd rather just continue to double down on my business so that we can have the lifestyle we want and be comfortable with that too. You know? Yeah. Instead, we're, I, instead we're doing a $300,000 renovation um for our backyard <laughs> so Heck yeah yeah we're putting in a pool and like a nice kitchen and all that stuff back there so like i and and i have nothing against lambos or anything like that absolutely not do do you you, you got to do you it's more about those lasting you know like you're saying investments but like you're you know showing up for, with things that will last and grow and help the community and your business and your all these things long, long term um, if that's your personality, I mean, I got a buddy who likes trucks that are eight feet tall, like good on him. He loves that. He wraps that thing. And that's on his, you know, that's, that helps his business. Um, yeah. is that my, you know, I tease him about it all the time. I think that's kind of silly to have a truck that big. Well, if it's his style, like whatever. He also makes fun of me because I'm a cheap ass sometimes. Like it's, it is what it is. So it, it's not the the Lambo or the whatever it is. It's like, how are you staying, showing up, being there? all the time and and not going away, not collapsing, you know, when things get tough and get hard, I guess that was, that was what I was trying to point out. I mean, like to each their own, right? Like um, there are a lot of people that show up and, and they, they love to put the glitz and glam, whatever on social media. And like, you know, there's like this, it's kind of like a, like a, I feel like the joke is everywhere where there's like a lot of fake gurus on the internet that like they, they coach something that they've never done or they're full of shit. And like, Dude, we see that all the time where people like they're spouting off on social media about how they have a they're they're an eight-figure entrepreneur or they have a nine-figure run rate, which is great. I mean, there's plenty of people that have those kinds of businesses. In fact, we just had an awesome inbound lead. Guy does $42 million a year on credit card processing with Stripe, you know. It's a great opportunity, right? And um, you know, one dude, it was probably like a month ago, he DM'd me, he's like, Hey bro, can you help me with processing? I'm like, We're like, Yeah, man, absolutely. Um, and he's one of those people that talks about how much money he makes and all that stuff. And his strike report was like, I was like, I asked him, I said, you got other accounts or like, what? He's like, no, that's it. And I was just like, you know, I don't even want to do this. That guy's processing because he's probably running a terrible business. If he has to lie about what he actually does, you know? (laughs) So, you know, whatever, like, like you said, though, five, six years, like the people that are in that 
those groups and they show up every day and they're consistent, they still doing their thing. Like those are the ones that are really winning, you know, the ones that they can, they could do that if they wanted to, they could buy a Lambo, buy the nice house, all that stuff. But like, they don't need it first of all. And second of all, they like, they're fixated on like big picture, like generational thinking. Yeah. Yeah. But you know, and, and the thing about those that are in those groups though, they clearly see in value that they couldn't get to where they are alone. They, those groups are valuable because that helped them build a sustainable big network to help them grow. And I'm kind of getting curious about how that has helped you because when you've got, it takes a village, they say, to write. And I mean, you've got three young kids, a wife at home, you went broke, and then you started this, and now you're finding success. I imagine that took some good, a strong network to help yeah. get you moving. Dude, yeah, like that's a perfect uh, segue into this, the subject of your guys' podcast is like, net, they, they always say like your network is your net worth. And yep. I mean, I would say that's true, right? But it's also about how you access and resource or and, and you or how resourceful you are within your network. Like, like I know somebody that does provides one service or product that I could refer to pretty much anybody, right? Like we work with Sean for our health insurance. You know, I know that if anyone brings that up, I'm going to refer him if it makes sense, you know, and um, just because we were connected in the same network and a lot of networking now is done online and it, it's so quick and easy to like get an answer or find the right solution or pros person or product, whatever. And um, like, it's so different than it was even like 10, 15 years ago. I remember one time I was sitting in BNI five years ago, dude, it was, yeah, it was around this time, five years ago. Um, I had just joined, it's called Apex. Um, I had just joined Apex five years ago, a little right around this time. And um, <clears throat> I started doing like, they teach you how to like post and leverage organic social media. And I made a post when I was going into the meeting about credit card processing. And by the time the meeting was over, I had two leads in my DMs, right? Good opportunities. And at the end of BNI, like, have you guys ever done BNI? We're actually, we're it's funny it. you bring that up. We're both in it and we are both very, we're both in it pretty, pretty hardcore right now. Sweet. So, nice. Yeah. And, and it works for some people and I'm not here to poo-poo BNI. I'm just saying there's different ways to network. 100%. I, um, the group that I was in was like, not really like B2B. It was like primarily like attorneys and like the Mary Kay lady and the realtor and stuff. So the people I networked with in there, like, I didn't actually have to be at BNI to 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 give and gain, right? And so, I at the end of BNI, like you know how they announce like your your referrals and your testimonials and your you know all that stuff. Thank you for closed business and all that stuff. Like I had a couple of referrals for the group. You know, I always brought business, and then like some dude gave me a referral, and he comes up to me after. He's like, "Hey, like I don't know if that's a good opportunity." Like. That, um, you know, I'll have to call him first and see if he's interested in talking with you. And I was like, all right, like, that's not really a referral. And I'm sitting here like, man, I got like two hot leads from my Facebook. Like, I think I'm done here. You know, I think I'm just going to like, like be leaving BNI. And I did, I left, that was the last meeting I ever went to. And, and I went all in on the organic online approach. So I'm in a few masterminds and networking for me has been like, like I have like a lot of people in my network that I have good relationships with friends, family, all that stuff. And um, 
I leverage social media the most from like a networking standpoint. I haven't been to a networking event since I don't have no idea when, but like every day I'm doing it on my phone or on my computer and it works like a charm. So tell us a little bit more about that, if you would. Like what what do you do on a daily basis, you know, to to bring all this business into your bit? I mean, you've grown so fast. So, I mean, that's. So the one thing that I've done consistently um it will be five years in a row on january 1st is the daily post so i've posted at least once from my personal page at least once a day since january 1st 2019 and yeah and so that takes it it's not easy to do that because like some days you wake up you're like man i got shit today i have nothing to talk about but like there's always something to post it could be a picture of your kids if you have no nothing for that day, but it doesn't matter. You made the post. So like what I've been doing is that, and it's, it's amazing how that creates like association and awareness for people. Like every time if like I get tagged on posts all day, every day where like people make a post like, Oh man, Stripe shut me down or PayPal is really screwing me over and holding my money. People tag me because they know that I offer that service because they've seen my name. It's like advertising. I don't, we don't run any paid ads right now. We're about to start running paid ads. Um, and we like, when you have that organic presence, you sit here and you scratch your head. Like, do I even need to run paid ads? Like if we spend 10 grand a month in ads and we get 10 accounts, like probably not worth it. Like it really isn't. But the way that we, the way that I've seen it, and we teach our team this too, um, is, make your make your posts and just let people know who you are and what you do make sure they like you and don't make it all about business and always be looking to add value and help people that's how i've always approached networking um and like just business and life in general is give more than you take and um it's amazing how that one little action every single day has helped us build this business um from scratch to seven figures multiple seven figures it's really cool i that that that's awesome, you know, and it's really tying into everything that you've been talking about. You guys are talking about the Lambos and these guys kind of being flashy online as if they're going to attract clients or people they want to network with, but it's fake. And yeah. so I would imagine that you value being real on on social, using social media when you're networking to also really just show who you are as an actual person so people know if they want to work with Adam for rate tracker, or because they could be a good referral type partner to, with synergies in your businesses together, they want to know that you are who you are. And you're not just taking pictures of your watch on the steering wheel of your Maserati that you rented to show everybody <laughs> that you are some big shot that you really aren't. Yeah. I mean, I, dude, um, I appreciate you saying that. I think like authenticity is everything. Um, and there's a lot of people that they would rather be fake or embellish than be real. And like, you're kind of like, when you act like that, you're kind of like shitting on yourself. Like, why is it not good enough to talk about like what you, what you truly are? Like, so you're subconsciously telling yourself and other people like, well, I don't really think that I'm good enough myself, but like I could put together some fake bullshit and, and, you know, get some, get some new business or make money and whatever. And, um, I've never been like about material possessions. Yeah, I say I I say I want a Lambo, but still haven't done it. You know. Yeah, and but I mean, every I I'm not I'm not a big status or material person, but there's trophy things that yeah. I want to buy, and 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 that's okay too. Like there's right. there's a balance there. 
hundred percent dude. And like, you know, um, I have a watch at home, but I rarely wear it. I'll wear it to like a nice dinner. Like I'm, I'm at work right now and I got nothing. On. I, got my, I have a wedding ring that like, you know, I don't know if you can see it, but it like, it's not even like my real wedding ring. I just like, I've never been flashy and all that stuff. Yeah, yeah, the same thing, dude. Mine, mine was thirty bucks on Amazon because <laughs> yeah. because the like two hundred one dollar three hundred whatever the the expensive. Well, I don't remember how much it cost, but just the expensive one that I had, I lost, and then I broke the next one, and I was like, why do I keep spending all this money on rings when I can go and just get like whatever, and it means the same thing. Yeah, dude. Like it's it's cool to have that symbol and all that, but like. The cool thing about wedding rings is they're they're circular, so they recommend they represent infinity, right? Which is what love is, and, and marriage and all that stuff. It's not it's it's a it's an infinite circle, right? Um, I'm pretty sure that's what the priest said. I don't remember, but um, no, I'm just kidding. But it's <laughs> it's one of those things that like I don't know experiences and knowing like like being through what we went through financially and like being vulnerable and like totally just in a bad spot. Like you kind of just like you don't like, I'm, I'm more so focused on just stacking and growing and having like that cushion. And so is my wife, you know? So I don't really care about, like I say, yeah, I could buy a limbo, but it's like, I could take that money and put it towards like way better things that is feeds the future and still allows us to appreciate the present. You know, she, she wouldn't like a Lambo. I don't think like, it wouldn't like, fit three kids. True. Yeah. Our suburban, <laughs> you know? but she, she would rather take, she'd rather just, uh, go to date night and, and the new car that we just got her. And, um, you know, maybe down the road, I don't know, but it's like, it, it's for me, it's all about authenticity. And, and I'm always, I always keep it real online, you know, like it's, it's one thing to like, for people like, like, like I, I've always said, if you're a good, you should be the same person you are online as you are offline. And if you're, if you're feeling, if you have a bad day, whatever, like, dude, talk about it. There's other people on there that need to see your stories and your setbacks and your failures. And, um, there's also people that want to be inspired. And like, if you're just always like happy and this is great and everything's awesome, like, sure. Some people operate that way, but we all go through shit. So why not just be real about it? Well, it's okay. Two things, two thoughts are in my head. Mm -hmm. And one, Hearing you talk about being broke and going to where you are today is inspiring. It's it's good to hear successful people appreciate and remember what it was like to get to that. Because I think the way social media and some of the fake guru people present it is that you could be an overnight success, right? <laughs> success doesn't, success can happen overnight, but it doesn't happen overnight right? It's you could it, like it could be tomorrow, it finally popped. But the reason you were successful overnight tonight is because of the 10 years of all the work that you've built up to make tonight be the night that you're the overnight success. Yeah, dude, 100%. right. And, and then the other thing is, it just keeps making me think of the process that Fletch and I went through to create this podcast. When we were going through trying to design our logo, the first version had us wearing suits. <laughs> and, and and neither of us ever wear suits. In fact, we try to be as casual as we can on this show specifically be, to have a conversation and just be people and not st stiff in suits, right? And so we were showing some of our friends and our BNI group and, and people in our lives and everybody, it's funny, everyone was like, how come you guys aren't wearing hats? <laughs> and, and, and we were like, Always. oh, I don't we're know. Always wearing hats. Yeah, they're like, well, 
Because when they see us on the streets in real life, out on the town or wherever, we're always wearing hats. And that made now, now I feel like I that is something I do. I don't typically inside on Zoom meetings, but here we are. And I got to figure out, oh, I got to grab a hat for this because everybody expects me to be wearing hats now. And I, right. I just think it's hilarious that that authenticity, you know, bled through to people knowing who we are. And when they spotted something that was fake, they called it out and were like, that's not you. You can't be on here on a suit. What? Get out of here, man. Yeah. <laughs> Dude, we had a guy, so we're, we're hiring, we're going to start with one and we're probably going to add two more by the end of the year, uh, inside sales reps. Like, so we have like our 1099 contractors. That's like the majority of our deals that come in are from them. And like, we internally support them with their clients and all that. So that's like what my business model is. And then, um, but we realized like, there's really no, you can't like tell a 1099 there's a quota or anything like that. Um, and, and we don't want that because it's kind of like the industry that I'm in. Like if you have a quota or exclusivity clauses, probably similar to your guys' industry with like insurance and carriers, right? Like you don't have to write your deals to a specific broker or carrier, I don't think. Um, I know there's like captive versus uncaptive or whatever that would be. I don't know. You'll have, if you're a captive agent, you will have quotas at some point uh, or at some level. But yeah, when you're independent, there's, you know, you're just contracted with a carrier. So you're able yeah. to write as, you know, if whatever is appropriate for your client, you take them, you take care of them in the best possible way, which is what we both believe in, you know? Agreed. Yeah. And that's why you're successful, right? One of the reasons. And so we we have this guy, we, we, we want to have a W2 employee internally doing sales. We have that already, but we want someone specifically focusing on just inbound and outbound sales. And um, we, he showed up, this guy's, he's awesome. He's going to be a great fit, kind of knows the industry comes from a similar background and he's, he's aligned with our core values and what we do. And like, he showed up in like a fancy suit, you know? And like, I saw him, I was like, Oh, Hey, what's going on? You know, we started talking, we sat at the table with him and our sales director, um, Daniel. And I asked him, I said, are you going to wear a suit every day? He goes, if you want me to, I said, what would you like to wear? Like, what would make you feel good? He's like, honestly, like just a polo and what you guys like, kind of like what you guys are wearing. I said, yeah, like, we're not really all about like fancy dress and all that. Like, we really just want you to be happy here and produce, you know, I don't care if you show, don't show up in your underwear. I joked about that. (laughs) He's like, oh yeah, I wouldn't do that. I'm like, not even a know. So, but it, yeah, I mean, I'm with you there. Share that same notion. Yeah. No, I just think it's funny with authenticity. I just, you know, people know who you are and you can be that way. Always. Yeah. And it's cool how when you act They can smell the bullshit, right? Yeah. Yeah. And it's cool because like when you actually, when you act as yourself and you're authentic, like you, you, you will be more productive and happier because you're not faking it. You know, that's how I see it. True. Yeah. It's, it's hard to, it's hard to create a lie then maintain another lie to to keep that lie alive. And I mean, it's just snowballs. And then, you know, you don't know who the hell you are all of a sudden and, you know, it all comes crashing down. So yeah, you're hundred percent right, man. Can't uh, gotta be authentic. Gotta be real. So. So what are some, you know, uh, to kind of kick it back into the networking side of things, you know, obviously we're we're being real here. You, you post, you know, how are you on a day-to-day, you know, you mentioned that there's, you, know, you you have no shortage of leads, right? You have no shortage of people tagging you and posting you. You know how do you manage that? All that, right? You mentioned. I mean, what is what do you do to manage all this business that you're creating? So, 
about a year and a half ago, that's probably like, a, yeah, it was like June of 2022. Um, so about nine months into the, the, the new, the current company, I pulled myself out of direct sales. So I don't sell accounts anymore. Um, we have an awesome team. There are six people that are on my team that they get my business. They get, you know, they get my referrals, my clients and stuff like that. And then they, they take new opportunities and run with them. And, and uh, like, it's kind of cool. Cause like one of my main things I do is lead generation and, and I'm good at it, but I kind of miss that. Like I miss closing deals. I take that back. I have closed a few deals since, uh, but they're big ones, right? Big ones that, that are like, they either need my attention or they're like worth it, you know, from, from a time standpoint, I have to say that I'm like kind of burnt out from the merchant processing direct sales. And so I'd rather do the the boring stuff on the back end and build the SOPs, like you mentioned, and the, the things like that to grow the business. Uh, because I realized that like, I'm just one person and I'd rather like build that successful foundation for people. So to answer your question, I don't deal directly with new clients. I have existing clients I take care of. And, and even then I delegate a lot of that. And, it's, and that's a huge blessing because, you know, a lot of people are in my industry and they want to start their own business, like their own payments company, but they just don't have the lead flow. They don't have the money. They don't have the revenue. And um, we built that twice from scratch. And it literally comes down to lead gen. As far as networking goes, um, I think that when I make a referral or like an introduction, because I know somebody that needs a service or a product, whatever, like when I make that intro, like my relationship with the person I'm referring is important to me, right? So I won't make a referral to somebody I don't trust or somebody that doesn't know what they're doing. Um, and like, I also never, I never ask for anything in return. Like, you know, people refer us business all the time. And like, it's always the people that send us the worst clients that are the ones that are like, hey, what's in it for me? Like, what commissions are you going to pay me on this? And blah, blah, blah. And when in reality, it's like, I get it. I see where you're coming from. But like, I just know that if I can help somebody that's in my network by connecting them with somebody else, and then that person gets a new client or whatever, like, dude, everybody's winning and I don't need to be compensated. You know, if somebody offers it, sure, I'll take it. But like, I don't, I would never be like, all right, here's a referral. Where's my money? Like, to me, that's just like the worst. I don't know. I don't know. I, I've done it in the past. I haven't done it for probably, I don't know how long, but it's, it to me, it's like, why not just make connections and help people because it's good for them. It's good for everybody involved. And, and it usually it comes back around to you, you know, the universe rewards you for that stuff. That was like two minutes of some pretty powerful stuff. And I don't think a lot of folks realize that. You mentioned something and we're going to, I want to hit on both, but you mentioned something is that you're not going to refer somebody unless, you know, that, that you're, you know, them, like you, you have a relationship with them that you trust them. And I think that gets down to the kind of the, the basis of networking. Cause I think a lot of people go in, you know, even with the, the stigma of like the BNI or the, on the, on the, the social networking groups and, and those types of things is there's very, there's a very superficial relationships there um, yeah. at, at a start right but I feel like you're you're taking it a step further when you're when you're when you just what you just talked about so I'd love you've talked about like you managing those relationships uh, or making those relationships so you can feel comfortable yeah you know yeah I mean because uh, I'll never forget I lost a client one time because it was somebody that I met 
he 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 was my client for processing probably like this was probably like 2016 i bet or or 15 it doesn't matter and it was a big deal that i landed it was like a three location restaurant group and um they needed help with their like a, they needed capital right they needed to raise money to get another location and i met some dude at a bni meeting right and got his number and he's like hey like if you if you ever have clients that need money we've specialized in these sectors and i was like all right cool i'll i'll make an intro dude i did no background verification on this guy or never met with them i just had his card and he's like back then I was like all about money. Hey, we pay commissions. We'll we'll give you a referral fee, blah, blah, blah. So I'm thinking, cool. I made this intro, got this guy a new, new client for business lending. And it turns out um, they were like a predatory lender and they really screwed this restaurant group. And I lost that relationship, which sucked because I worked hard to get it. And then um, I learned a lesson though that, you know, trust, but verify just because somebody does something or offers a product or service, like doesn't mean they're good at it. doesn't mean they're going to treat your clients with, with the same level of respect and care that you would. And you know what? I never even got my commission. So fuck that guy. And, and I, but I learned in that, in that instance, like, okay, I'm not going to just make intros to make intros. It's got to be like vetted on both sides. And, and I feel like anyone that's looking to grow their business or earn more referrals should always think with that mindset first, not just money. Yeah. And and you're not the first person that we've talked to here on our show talking about, and I'm going to, you know, where we were earlier with social media and authenticity, that when they go to look at building a relation, a referral partner networking type relationship with somebody, they go to their social media to verify they're who they say they are. Yeah. Isn't that wild? They go to social media to verify. And like, I'd say like, 80% 80% of social media is bullshit. <laughs> well, but yeah, but I mean, yeah. right. But I mean, okay. So like, if you're going to come to my social media, you're going to see, I talk about commercial insurance, workers comp, because that's my specialty or liquor liability insurance. Those are the my niches. Right. I talk about our podcast and then you're going to see a bunch of stuff about my kids. Yeah. Right. And right. I mean, and maybe a concert I went to or a cool restaurant or hanging out with Fletch somewhere, you know, you're going to see me like also being who I am. And so you're going to know what you're going to know about me is I like having a podcast. I'm good at being a commercial insurance agent and I like being a dad and hanging out with my friends. Yeah. So that's something that's something that a lot of people can relate to. And you're a real guy, you know, if every post on there was just business, 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 people would be like, all right, this guy's just a walking commercial. Like, I don't want to deal with him. Right. But it's, mm-hmm. you're real, you know, that's cool. I, I, sh- I take back what I said. I mean, obviously most people, <laughs> you know, like, no, no, you don't have to. Cause there is a lot of inauthentic bullshit out there. There yeah. is. Right. Are- but like, but I think that, but again, it goes back to show what if, what if Fletcher and I's show had us on suits, anyone who really knew us would sniff that out immediately and be like, what are you guys trying to do here? Right. right? You know, mm. and, and then the people that come and start listening to us and following our show as we build our audience, are going to be like, what are these guys? What is this? This doesn't, this isn't gonna, this doesn't match. This doesn't feel right. You know, yeah. you, you, once you start talking that, I feel like that's your verify. You're talking to this person, you're getting a sense of who they are. Then you go there and it's like, well, wait, that doesn't match with this. Something's weird. Or yeah, that's totally who I would have expected that guy to be. Yeah. And think about this. So I had somebody ask me, it was probably like two, maybe it was like two months ago. I don't know. And he's like, hey, 
do you have a business card? And I was like, no, I don't, I don't have a business card. And he's like, why not? And I was like, are you on Facebook? And he's like, yeah. I said, here's my profile. I've shared my like link with them. I said, this is my business card. If you want to see like who I am and what I'm all about. Great. My contact information is you can DM me. That's great. But like, you don't need a piece of paper with my picture on it and, and my contact information to like, you should really get to know me. And you can do that by looking at my posts, right? I say what's real. I say what's on my mind and um, it resonates with a lot of people. So it's about to say the modern day business card, if you ask me, you know? I love that take because both of us have kind of like a, a me and Ricky have a different take. So you, you know, he's, he's got his, you know, digital business yeah, card up there, <laughs> all that stuff. I just ordered actual physical business cards. But we both have like, you know, those little tap cards and like, yeah. I mean, it's all the little things you you get as a business owner and whatnot, but like, that's a little slightly different take. And it's true. It's, it's like, okay, that's who I am. I'm putting myself out there to deal with folks or to work with folks who want, who know, like, and trust me. And I think that's, yeah. that's being real right there. I pass out way less business cards than I used to. I mean, you know, again. I'm a commercial insurance agent, so I kind of, that just comes with the job. People, there's a certain amount of people that want my card. I got to have it. That's part of the professional part that I have to show up with. But in networking situations and things when I'm meeting people like at BNI events or other events around town, I pass out fewer cards and really make connections by, here's my link, exactly what you're talking about. Let's connect on Facebook. Let's connect on LinkedIn. Let's set up a time to go have coffee or lunch or whatever it is. and I enjoy that more because I yeah. want to see who they are too. And you know what's cool about that is I'm sure it's true for you. Like the majority of people that you build like a long lasting relationship with, it's more about the real life stuff and having fun, you know? Um, yeah, you can talk business and all that stuff, but like real business is done on the golf course or at the bar or in the shooting range or on a walk or workout, like that kind of stuff. Versus like, you know, business, 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 you know, that's, yeah. that's that. Yep. That's yeah, dude, I want to go to a, let's go to a blazer game and, and sit and have some fun together. And then we know what each other does, you know, we're right. vetted enough that we're in there. We we know each other's jobs. Let's go, let's go get down together and have some fun and, and be friends. Cause you got to hit that no like, and trust part before no one's going to just come to me because. It's not like, oh, hey, here's my workers' comp policy. You do workers' comp insurance, and I met you at an insurance event. Here you go. They're going to want to make sure they want to work with me and spend time with me and enjoy similar things, right? right. I mean, that's part of the deal. I don't have to work with everybody. You don't have to work with everybody. Like, if I go and meet somebody and I pull up their page and it's all politics and religion and arguing about things, even if it's towards my bias, I don't want – like. I don't want to see that. You're yeah. that's just too much for me. You know, right. be that's, uh, that's all. I, I don't know. I, I, I don't know where I was exactly going with that. <laughs> I guess agree with you. <laughs> right, you're absolutely right. <laughs> yeah. So, Adam, um, as we kind of start moving towards the end here, spend a minute or two just kind of talking about what separates you from because you you work in a big industry, right? Like, there's a lot of folks that kind of like the insurance industry, sometimes they get bad raps, sometimes, you know, they get, you know, there's a lot of feelings about that. But I, I know you've done a lot to separate yourself in um, kind of, I guess, 
pulling back the veil in a way, you know, that kind of thing. So, but what separates you in your industry? So people hear you, they, they want to learn more about you and, you know, just share, yeah. share a little bit about that. So I think like, so payment processing and in, in and of its own is very complicated and it can be very simplified. And that's what we do. Um, we help businesses with three major things. We upgrade their technology. We offer them the ability to eliminate their fees to process or, and we service the hell out of them, right? So our model and our acquisition plan is geared around those three major categories. And like we have built-in accountability slash transparency within our offer. And that's the ability for you to immediately know when your rates go up. And every month you get an update that tells you your fees, your sales, and then your out-the-door rate. And no other company has that. It's proprietary to us. And um, it represents us saying, hey, we're not just going to sign you up and then try to screw you. We are going to do the right thing now and then forever. And it's cool because that notion helps us close so many deals and we win and keep clients because of that. And um, dude, it's it's just, that's the uniqueness to our offer. You could say other things like our team and our core values and service and all that's true. As far as like a, a true differentiator, it's our, it's our software. Love it. Love it. Yeah. Well, moving towards the end here, what's one piece of advice you give to someone, you know, looking to get into networking, looking to improve? What's, what's your one magic thing that you would want you play the long game. to do? Always play the long game and don't think about like how quickly you can gain because sometimes you'll give and give and give and you won't receive anything for a long time. Right. And that's okay. And I think that reputation is more important than money. And when it comes to networking, like your reputation is everything. Nobody wants to recommend somebody that has a bad reputation. Right. And, um, you know, I could say ethics and morality and all that stuff matters more than money. And it's true. Um, but really, it's it's all about doing the right thing now and then down the road and always taking care of people. I love it. I love it. That's that's totally right. Do what you say you're going to do. Be who you say you are and uh, deliver. Hell yeah. You're right. I tell my kids all the time. Don't talk about it. Be about it. Show yeah, me. I love it. Don't just right. talk to talk, right? Yeah, be it. Be about you. Anyway, I, that's, that's a lesson that I think a lot of people could learn. And that's great. So let's say, Adam, that I am out in Ohio. And we run into each other. And I want to sit and chat and have a, like a networking, get to know you a little bit. What's your what's your coffee order, man? What do, what what do you do? So I actually gave up uh, caffeine, like it, it was July nineteenth. But I have it. I love, the, I love the date. The, 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 I yeah, love yeah. The, the coffee, the caffeine sobriety date. That's yeah, that's true. <laughs> <laughs> it's, so it's been. Uh, I mean, I've I've had a few cups of coffee since. As a matter of fact, I had one today. But like, I don't drink you know four or five cups anymore. But I would just get, dude. I like black. Strong coffee. That's it. Keep it simple. I don't need to have all the fancy frothy add-ins and stuff, but I, I just like black coffee, you know? Simple and real. I I'm love it, man. Boring. Yeah, yeah, that's it. Awesome. That's great. Well, hey, Adam, we appreciate you joining us today. It's been fun. Out of respect to your time and, and uh, the time of our listeners, we're going to wrap it there. But uh, yeah, we do appreciate you being on Well Connected. And anybody who gained any value from this, Please like, share, follow, hit up Adam, you know, hit up us. If you need some help, we're here for you guys. 
Yeah. Hey, and on that note, Adam, if people do want to reach out to you, they want to network yeah. with you, they want to talk about your business. How how do you how do you want people to to go find you and reach out? Our website, uh, www.ratetracker.io. You can fill out an inquiry and, and that's how you, you can get to us. Or if you want to look me up on Instagram, it's the payments dude. I'm not as active on Instagram as I am Facebook, but, um, or you can just look me up on Facebook, Adam Neese, N is in Nancy, I-E-C is in Caterpillar. Cool. We'll put all that in the show notes and I'm sure people are going to want to connect and follow you and see how real you are. Hell yeah. <laughs> yeah. Sounds good to me. <laughs> but, uh, hey, I know that I've reached out. I look forward to connecting deeper with you and I'm so thankful that you got to come and tell your story and spend an hour with us. Thank you so much. And uh, yeah, man, I'm, I, I look forward to continuing talking to you soon. You as well. Thanks, guys. Appreciate you having me on. Thanks, Adam. Thank you for listening to Well Connected with Ricky and Fletch, the place for navigating business growth through networking. If you've learned even one thing from sharing the last hour with us, please share this with a friend or associate who also might appreciate it too. Only together can we become truly well connected. Join us each week to learn, grow, and network your way to new heights.